Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All set for your flight? Yep, I've got everything I need. Eye mask, neck pillow, T-Mobile, headphones. Wait, T-Mobile? You bet. Free in-flight Wi-Fi. 15% off all Hilton brands. I never go anywhere without T-Mobile. Same goes from a water bottle, chewing gum, nail clippers, okay, passport. Okay, I'm going to leave you to it. Find out how you can experience travel better at T-Mobile.com slash travel. Qualifying plan required. Wi-Fi were available on select U.S. airlines. Deposit and Hilton Honors membership required for 15% discount. Terms and conditions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Look, my day job as a firefighter is tough, but my night job as a social media manager, my Persian cat Jinxie, that's intense. It's 8 p.m. I've finally gotten home from another 24-hour shift, and I just want to kick back with a cold one, but... Old Jinxie knocks my beer right off the counter and gives me that look that says, no drinking on the clock. But Heineken Zero Zero keeps us both happy. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I get my drink and I can still work on Jinxie's new line of merch. Heineken Zero Zero. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. 
At Firehouse Subs, a portion of every purchase helps provide life-saving equipment to first responders. We make our subs differently because our subs make a difference. Like our Italian sub, piled high with Genoa salami, pepperoni, and Virginia honey ham. Or our Firehouse Meatball Sub with zesty marinara, both with melted provolone and Italian seasoning. Your choice, just $6.99 each for a medium and only for a limited time at Firehouse Subs. Tap the banner now to start your order. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. A camel shut uh, this is the uh, uh, that's the Fighting Cock Euros special. We can do doing podcasts mm. through the European Championships as long as England are playing in them. If, uh, uh, the minute that England are knocked out, then I could give a single fuck about this competition. But I can't mm. say how much fun I've had watching football again, where my team can't destroy it. I'm joined on the line by James Lawrence Alcott, my one of my very very best friends. I was nearly said best friend there because Ricky might yeah. be listening. He no. might, lash, might lash out. Giving up on that one. Yeah, well, it's not important, is it? It's, as long as you're, you know, getting something from a relationship, that's the most, most, yeah, most top five. Top five. Well, I mean, it's, there, there is no top five. There's just people around mm. me who I really, really enjoy spending my time with. And James, you are that's one great. of them. That's wonderful. It's a, honestly, it's an honour. Uh, James loves uh, people people might not know who James is Um, if if you listen to this and you don't know who James is and you're expecting Ricky or T or probably not Barty because he's he's sort of left for another podcast Uh, has he? yeah he's 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 just yeah he's just where's he gone? Windy they set up their own podcast and now it's getting popular and I'm getting fucked off about it yeah what a shame Um, so James, I, I do a podcast called. I don't actually forget that I don't do a podcast called James and Flav for now. I do, but that's not what's important. What's important is that James is a good mate of mine, and he loves. He fucking loves football. But he really <laughs> more than that. Fucking loves England and Scotland. Um, yeah, the Scotland thing's been a bit of a bombshell for like a lot of people. <laughs> like a lot of people, are like, what are you doing? Like, why have you got? I even myself, I I feel a bit funny. Like, I was like, I really like that Scotland top, and I'm, you know, I'm half Scottish, and they're in the tournament, so I'm gonna like buy Wait, that. When you say you're half half Scottish, what, what do you mean? Is it your, your mum Scottish or your dad Scottish or what? My mum's Scottish, right? So, so you are you are actually half your blood, half your DNA is yes. Scottish. Yeah, and obviously I don't sound Scottish, but neither does my mum, and she's like completely Scottish, so. You know, anyone who says anything negative uh, is they're being um, xenophobic, aren't they? So, <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, absolutely are. But uh, you know, the Tottenham Hotspur fan base ain't sort of known for you know giving a fuck about all that shit. Oh, really? I That's good. Maybe, yeah. Well, yeah. So yeah, no, I'm um, I'm buzzing. I'm, I'm not going to say. You know, the phrase everyone's saying about football and where it lives in, in regard to England. Well, it definitely lives in. In the UK, probably, but, well, London, but where it's it? where it's, I mean, where it's coming to, you know, where it's going. I'm yeah. not gonna. I don't want to. I don't want to say that cheaply. So I've I've got a thing in my head now that I'm not gonna say it till I truly believe it, and I, I don't well, believe it yet. Do, so well, I haven't said it yet. But I feel like everyone's. It? It's really saturated. That phrase is so saturated now, isn't it? 
Yeah, but what, you know, when we went to we, me and Jim, we drove to Russia in a van for a, a uh, specifically for... to bring it home. <laughs> yeah, so we, we got a job <laughs> for, for a, a company called Bull Street. We both used to work for them, and uh, they had this idea. They they um they got a deal with a reputable sort of I say reputable a, a van company, mm. and uh, they said, "Do you want to get in a van and drive it to Russia for to go and watch sure. England play?" Belgium we're like yeah sounds all right yeah better than being that sweltering hot office yeah she was riddled with disease well yeah mainly, I mean, mainly flu let's not talk about uh the lady that might be in question there um, <laughs> yeah, I'm in the office but yeah I mean all right. I think that made that that intensified the percentage of of disease anyway they were saying yeah well, we were saying mm. yeah come on stick us in the van Oh, we'll drive to Russia. We'll do 2,000 miles in three days. Yeah, we did it. And um, yeah, but back then, um, we were banging on about England coming out, uh, sorry, football coming home, mm. i.e. coming home to England. And I've I've kind of started to embrace it again, but not not in the same way that we did back back then. Like, like, it, like that, it's coming home. Was... It was kind of funny, wasn't it then? Now we're yeah, serious. Now we're, now we're good. Yeah. Now it's good. now we're good. It might might actually be coming home. So Jim, like you're someone who loves international football. No, like there's no one listening to this who, who really really loves international football. Mm. But you actually do. So yeah. I, I think one of the funniest things you've ever said to me is you're sick of people jumping on the bandwagon when a national <laughs> tournament comes around. I just I think you you can't be cynical from start to finish and then get the glory at the end. But you, you have to like. But you can. You can't go. You, but you can't go. Oh, this Jesus guy. No, 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 no. Yeah, he's, I just, he doesn't do. His, you know, he doesn't save people quickly enough. I think he's inexperienced. I don't think he's right for the job. The guy's <laughs> lost. And then, and then, at, when you get to heaven at the end of it, he goes. He goes. Oh, I always loved you. Well, no, you didn't, did you? So I, I think it's like that. You can't. You got to invest in your team and offer up some optimism the thing if you using that metaphor jim right if, if, that would be like looking at jesus on the cross and still going nah i still don't get it yeah yeah <laughs> yeah exactly, it's, exactly. It's, it's only until he, he he's resurrected mm. and Mary he's reason- goes, yeah he's reasonably stated all <laughs> the reasons why heaven exists but you just don't want it you just you live like yeah. I, but i think people are People start balanced and then they, they, depending on the personality, they tip one way or the other. Now, you know me, Flav. I ain't got time for that negative nonsense. <laughs> so I just don't see the point in living in that space. I like, I find it, it's not fun. Yeah, so but why most would you people get don't... a bit giddy? I like being giddy. So let's yeah, get but, giddy. Yeah, but, but you've you got to wait till, for, for the rest of us to catch up with you. And then, and then we get, you get just to follow me. Just what... trust me. Just well, trust me. You never, well, we... never regret it. <laughs> We beat Croatia, and now now we're all in. We're all in. I, I'm ten toes into this tournament. I love it. I went, <laughs> before before England beat Croatia, I was just like, ah, oh, fuck it, whatever. We beat them. I've watched every single minute of every game since. You know, I'd love, I'd love him to like get to the knockouts, and he he plays Trippier up front, <laughs> just just to just to shut Trippier up front. He plays Sterling centre back. Sterling wins every header, and and it, and at the end of it, we beat. Whoever it would be, probably be Portugal. Beat Portugal in a game that we're not expecting. Really. Everyone said we're useless. He's useless. Southgate's useless. He does his interview and he just calmly goes, "Enough, okay, enough, <laughs> enough." enough <of laughs> I'm that. a genius. I'm a sensible genius. Let me do my job. 
you've uh, you've been producing content on your YouTube channel for a long time, and actually, just uh, uh, but back back to the Bull Street days, um, mm. your the, the the England content that you wanted to produce always did quite well, and then on now on your own channel, mm. that's fucking flying. I might add, if, like if you're into YouTube, you like football content, go and fucking subscribe to uh, James's YouTube channel because he's talking about all the football all the time. <laughs> Big time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I've literally I've got a calendar in front of me now where I'm like I need to make I need to make a call on the football that I'm going to talk about. You know, I can't right. be talking about all the football because it's too much. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but you you know you you've always been a bit bit of a, a proponent for um, you know Southgate for uh, the the England side the fact that we we have what I what I consider to be the very best England lineup that we've had going into mm. a major tournament for even better than the golden generation not because they're better than that that midfield of Lampard Gerrard having skulls and and um you know Owen and well, whoever it might be mm. but we we do look good here do we, we yeah. oh, do you think we look good going into this tournament I did yeah I did I kind of like I don't know I almost wanted to uh, my expectations were tempered by the draw the draw we've got if we win our group is, ter- is is really horrible and we literally have to beat, you know, essentially probably Portugal, Spain, Germany, France to win the tournament. So that obviously makes it really difficult. But in terms of... So the way I look at it is like, in terms of depth, like the depth is outrageous. Like Sancho wasn't in the matchday squad. He wasn't yeah. in the matchday squad. And, none and of he's supposedly bat- one of the best players in the world. Well, we didn't bat an eyelid that he weren't even there. That's it, and I think that's that's I think that's where a lot of the discussion comes is that there are so many options. If there weren't as many options, a bit like the World Cup, there weren't as many options. So we were like, "Do your thing, Gareth," and like, "Oh my God, it's kind of working," and we just allowed it to be. Now, like you, if you want to pick an argument about the team, you can always find it. You can always find it, and I was thinking about it this morning actually, the squad, the squad is is probably the most uh most quality in terms of depth ever but yeah. the quality it's not going backwards either do you know what I mean it's not like we've got old players so this squad will be in the squad next next year everyone will be available and probably the one after that maybe even the euros after that so but what you won't have is the like youthful exuberance and like the lack of post traumatic stress from the kind of the fallout of a lot of these tournaments so that's where I'm kind of really trying to go. Like, don't get, just don't become entitled with this. Like, that's why I like international football is, and I think it's look, it's becoming more and more. You know, the big teams are the big teams, the big countries or whatever. But you still, you know, I'm looking at Slovakia right now, being Poland or like or Belgium, a country with, you know, such a small population. If you can get it right, you've got an opportunity, and I think that's a really great thing. So for us, in terms of England. You know, we, we'll probably always be a bit of a, you know, bit of a superpower, I guess. But, you know, we've got a really talented team, so we should enjoy it. I don't, like, I don't want to get to the end of it and not have enjoyed it. Do you know what I mean? Imagine if you win one, you don't enjoy it. It just seems stupid. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would know, know nothing about supporting a team that played fo- horrible football and didn't win anything. Yeah, that, yeah. I, I mean, I completely agree with you. Um, can also yeah. ask you not to watch football while recording the podcast. A bit disrespectful. Um, yeah, sorry about that. It's just kind of yeah. it's on in the background. All I can see yeah, is the score. There's no yeah, no analysis going on. Yeah, Poland down to ten men. It doesn't matter. 
I didn't know that. So, are you watching it as well? <laughs> <laughs> I've got my eye on it. Just through through the. Other... Do, you know, do you know how posh I am? I've got a, a window from the kitchen going through to the front room. It's like uh, a what's it called? Uh, a a I hole in the wall. Um, yeah. <laughs> very successful. Yes, very, very, very successful. Um, mate, if, I, I, I said something. We do, we do hold the L on Sky uh, Super Six, and. Mm. Um, one of the things we talked about earlier today was the fact that England's front line, if you, you could you could turn it over multiple times, you could have Grealish, Foden, you could have Rashford, mm. Sterling, you could have um, Mount pushing forward and Kane at the top of all of that, or you could play Rashford up top and then alternate behind. Kane could even play in number 10. It's yeah. embarrassing. Sancho, Calvert-Lewin. Didn't even Crazy. say I, I didn't even say Sancho and Calvert Lewin. It's so good. Our front line mm. is amazing. But the very best of those three, and we're not even sure who is the best of those three, and that may hinder us a little bit going into the latter stages of this this competition. But is there any other club in uh, sorry, any other nation in this competition that has that depth? And actually, if you get about the depth, just the best mm. front three. If you, what's your best front three, and could it get into every other team in this competition? That's a good question. Oh, so Kane, Kane up top, right? Kane, yeah, of course, yeah, and yeah. There was like a few grumblings about him yesterday, and I think there is like there'll be a few. I think the the problem is is that is the balance and the the kind of deciding on what is going to work in that game. Like I watched, um, this is so me, I watched the game again this morning and um, wow. the the Trippier thing was genius because for a few reasons. So th- when I looked at the stats, uh, Vasalko is the right back who, dist- who who really hurt us, I think, in the semi-final, it might have been. He, um, he gave the ball away 26 times. The Why next person, then? the next person who gave the ball away the most was, I think, I can't remember if it was Pickford or something like that. It was 16. So, like, Croatia played down that right-hand side because they're trying to get the ball to Modric. And Trippier being, like, right-sided, he was kind of ready and confident to kind of nick in sort of passes and, and bits and pieces. And he plays at the same club as him as well. So he kind of probably knows how he plays a so little does, bit as well. So it's all South really clever. Southgate know what he's doing? Is that what you're saying? Um, and I think, do you know what I think? Steve Holland knows what he's doing. I think between them, they 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 work together well as a team. But yeah, what? so going forward, I think, unlike the the World Cup, he will play differently in different games, and I think he'll really in kind of he's just so sensible. Like that, I think he'll kind of try and retain as much clarity as possible, and you know, make calls based on that. So I was, so if it was me, I was looking at it, and I was thinking for Scotland, who will probably drop deep, you, um, you could make six changes to that team. And, and I would honestly wouldn't bat an eyelid because you could go, you could take Foden out, pay Grealish on the right. You could put Rashford on the left. You could, um, you could take Mount off and play Henderson, or you could play Grealish in where Mount is. You could put Henderson in and take Phillips out as as well as he played if you wanted to kind of mix it about a little bit. Like there's so many, you could change both the fullbacks on both sides. You could take Maguire back as well. Like there's so many different changes in terms of a front three. Yeah, like I, I do think it's like kind of Jim. horses for courses. When it was Croatia, I was like, in my head, I was like, I wanted that player like he played. He played Sterling as that guy who could stretch it. And I wanted that as well. I had Rashford in my mind to do that. 
because I liked Rashford and Shaw on that mm. left-hand side. And then I had, I think I had, I actually didn't play Mount. I played Grealish. Because uh, I've seen him for Villa as a, you know, I know it's the championship, but I've seen him playing midfield. And um, yeah, Kane obviously would play. And then I had Foden on the right-hand side. And if you look at, yeah, elsewhere around Europe, there might be more experienced front lines. Um, there might be, in terms of depth, maybe I think France have got the best squad. But then after that, it's probably Portugal and us. It, yes. I mean, Portugal maybe got better centre-backs. Do- Jim, Maybe a better spot. Can I just pull you back a second? Sorry, yeah, I'm rambling. Uh, what the, no, no, you're not rambling. You, you've talked about uh, football in a way that I could never be bothered to understand. <laughs> but, Jim, you said yeah. Steve Holland, like I would know who he is. How dare you fucking throw a name at me like Sorry. I'm confused about. Like, who, who's this Steve Holland fella? Steve Holland was the, he was assistant manager, I think. He was a coach at Chelsea for a long time. Don't, Possibly I don't, with that, Mourinho, that, that, but he was there for a while. Yeah, fucking, just stop talking. Stop talking. Mm. Yeah, it seems like he knows his stuff. He's got George more experience does. than uh, Southgate. But Joel, you know who is it? Some pundit said you've got you've got to remember with Southgate. I think sometimes you think, oh, he wouldn't be a Premier League manager. Like, fine, but you know, if that's your opinion on it. But in terms of international football, he's I think he's played in like six or something. <laughs> he knows, and it. he's and he's managed the under twenty ones for for tournaments. He's managed. You know, and I he's now managing his second one for England. When, like he has he got was, experience. When he was, uh, when he was made coach, we all thought, oh, for fuck's sake, didn't we? A little bit. It's yeah, like, uh, I get was that. It, was yeah. it Allardyce then Southgate? That was that. Was yeah, the, yeah. Right, right. So when Allardyce, we thought, <laughs> yeah, all right, I can get on Allardyce. I can get on the Allardyce boat because he plays the percentages. We've got enough good players. He'll probably get us to quarterfinals of any major competition. We'll deal with that. Southgate come along. What was it? Semi-finals of the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. Imagine Allardyce with that squad. Oh I mean, come God, on. No. I mean, I mean, come on. It'd be no. it'd be horrific. It was the be be, the best thing in the world was when he got caught fingering that kid. Is that what he did? Uh, I don't, yeah, never. I don't think anyone ever tweeted about it. Everyone just let that one go. Um, he, I, I can't. I can't remember why no, he, got he didn't. Sacked. I, he didn't finger any children. He okay. um he Apologies did uh, he was doing some dodgy dealings with the um. Yeah, it was the Arabs, or I don't know. He was stung, wasn't he? He was stung. Mike Bassett stung. I think, I think saying the Arabs and the kids is comparable. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, um, all right. It's, a sh- it's normally a shake, isn't it? <laughs> Let me check. Let me throw yeah. a shake in there. For a me, the most horrendous thing I ever saw was Brian Robson doing deals with uh, Malaysian uh, businessmen to buy a West Brom. Was it something like that? Did he do? I didn't know he did that. But Bobby, not Bobby. I thought Bobby no. was fine. And not the Newcastle manager, the Brian Robson. Oh, Brian Robson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was tough. And yeah, to be honest, he only went there for a free drink, didn't he? Bless him. Yeah, and and the sort of hidden camera made him look like a sex pest. Yeah, yeah, because he was so yeah. sweaty and red from the booze. Um, um but yeah, today <laughs> got the uh, tape. <laughs> today uh, Scotland got beat by a Czech Republic. They hadn't been beaten no. in the calendar year, which is amazing. Steve Clark's done incredible work. At Scotland, done really, really well, and so the, he, he's boosted confidence so much that um, that I've got I've got a, a Scot, Scottish fans going, "We're gonna fucking do you. We yeah, are gonna, gonna, we are gonna fucking gonna. do you." Point, do you know? Do you imagine if you're in the pub and the bloke's bigger than you and and he wants to intimidate and he's poking you in the forehead, going, "We're gonna fucking do you." <laughs> like their best player is Andy Robinson, who was playing for Hull three years ago. Mm. Their best formerly, formerly of Queen of the South. 
Queen himself and Hulk, like I say, Queen himself. I knew it. I, I, I didn't know it. He's he's come a long way, and he um, and Tierney as well, uh, left back, left wing, and they've got McGinn, who's very good. You know, he, I mean, yep. he's he, he's very good, but he he wouldn't get near any. He wouldn't get near. He wouldn't get in, in the England squad. So, he, he, like, he's really good. But what I'm saying is that England should go into this game as favourites. But what I'm hearing from the Scottish fans is. We're gonna fucking put it up, you. We're gonna push your shit in. That's 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 what the, the what they're saying. That, <laughs> yeah, and, and, that's and a I, direct quote. And and, <laughs> and you know, it, it, people that have listened to the Jaffin podcast will know about the white teeth story. And uh, Mark or the boy, who's a big Celtic fan, mm. we follow each other on Twitter. And he wrote that story, white teeth, and he he come out of the the um the horde. He popping up, is he? He's popping up and going, yeah, are you going to yeah. deal, deal with us beating you on uh, on Friday? And I'm like, where's this confidence coming? Like, as someone who understands and knows um, Scottish you football. You know they played today, right? No, I didn't watch it. Okay, so you know they lost today. Yeah, they lost to down. Czech Republic. There's a halfway line goal, like Beckham-esque goal. I saw that. It was, yeah. The Will and E lookalike scored it. His name's Patrick Schick. Yeah, I mean, Scotland, Scotland played well. It was actually... It was, <laughs> A lot of heat on my boy, Lyndon Dykes, QPR striker. He's rubbish, isn't he? You, you don't want him at QPR, Lyndon Dykes. He's a bloke who oh, plays yeah. his football in New Zealand, or he's from New Zealand. He's got a grandma who's Scotland and suddenly ended up in the championship of football, leading line for Scotland. Like, what, what, is, what is, like, to explain Lyndon Dykes to me and why he can damage England. So he's like, he's like Emil Heskey. Um, he's but, also, but, but much worse, obviously. Oh um, yeah, M- yeah. Not, I, I like I like to go with not as good. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's worse. It was a bit negative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, he's um, <laughs> yeah. Like he'll win his flick-ons, he, but he needs a like he needs a guy with him. So the reason why he's done well at the back end of the season for QPR is because he had Charlie Austin with him, right? And Charlie Austin kind of scored a few goals, so he could do the bit that he was good at, which was like hold up play, flick-ons, and setting him up, and then. Charlie Austin was scoring the goals. The pressure of scoring the goals was kind of off him, and then he scored one. You know, he scored one goal. If it was away at Reading, and then after that, he was like he had a bit of confidence, and then he got better and better and better. But he's not a natural, natural finisher. So he got a chance today that it was like it was one of those crosses that kind of like you were expecting three or four people to kind of clear it, and then it got to him at the back post, and he sort of snapshotted it, and he got it on target, and the goalie made a really, really good save. But the ultimate thing is that he didn't score. Where and you think like Kane would have scored it basically. So he's like he's he does a lot of good stuff, but he's not he's not that kind of clinical goal scorer that you need when you're not going to get many chances, which is um, is a, a problem and is why they probably lost today or didn't score at least, was because he had a couple of chances and didn't score them. So uh, yeah, I mean he might he wins a lot of headers and he does like all those little bits. He's good. He's good at. If but um if, enough, if England played Scotland a uh, hundred times, how many times would Scotland beat England? And if you know for for what reason, like why would they beat them? Right, because so, on paper, you, on paper, they, you you think that that they they're not comparable. You know, m- the majority of times we play them, we'll be able to to put them over. But mm. you know, what, I, what, what, I'm what I'm Cotton... worried. I'll be honest. Like you know, from a Scottish point of view. Like I, I'm worried that because watching that game, it was like 
Andrew Robertson was like playing out of his skin and he was the sort of greatest opportunity of them scoring. Tierney was injured for the game. So if Tierney's back, and I think they said that he probably would be back, then that, that does make them a far better team. But, you know, if they put a plan in place to stop Robertson, they, they really don't have a lot else. And I could see the thing with, and it's like a team when you're down the bottom and, you know, all your fans, of course, won't know this until next season when you're fighting for relegation with Brentford. That's, but, not, that's not about Spurs. It's not about Spurs. All right, sorry. But stay, on, stay on story. Yeah. There'll be a game. Every game you'll go into, you'll have optimism. But if you, if you concede once, then you're worried. And if you concede twice, you start to give up because you know that at the very best, you're going to score two goals, really, like realistically. So that's what kind of happened. I was like, as soon as it went 2 0, I was like, fuck. Like, it's at best, this is going to be 2 2, you know, if we can get a goal quickly. But, like, so with England, if England start well and get two goals up, then it could get, it could get messy. Um, how, how would you sort of, how much of you are, uh, is an England fan and how much of you is a Scotland fan if, if it's on a, a 0 to 100% percentage ratio? I would say my raw passion is more with is more with England because of my dad and all that. Um, so, so like sixty, yeah. certainly. Yeah, yeah. I think that's about fair. I think okay. if I'm honest with myself, it's about seventy. Yeah. yeah so I kind of watched the game. What that's why I was gutted with the game today because I wanted, um, I wanted Scotland to win. So they had three points. England had three points. Then I can go. Go on, guys, draw. You both through. And then I don't really have to kind Well, the of... format of the, the tournament right now is if you get three points, you're pretty much through. There's only sort of eight mm. teams that go out or some bullshit, isn't it? Yeah, if you get four, you're definitely through, I think. So, yeah. so yeah, that's why Scotland needed Scotland needed to win. But I thought Croatia were pretty crap, weren't they? I thought they, um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were much worse than the team that beat us in the semifinals of the World Cup. Uh, Modric yeah. is so intrinsic to everything that's good that happened in Croatian international football over the last, oh, it must be 10 years. So, you know, he's aging. Yeah. Um, there are players in there that are just not as good as what they were. They they try to play football. And, you know, for, for once in my life, in our lives, when we've, we've, we're watching the England team that's really, really comfortable on the ball and is happy mm-hmm. to receive it. And we've got so many young players there that, are not scared. Like, you know, you, you, you remember the golden generation of, of Lampard, Gerrard, and, uh, you know, Terry, and yeah. Gary Neville, and, you know, we, we had we had a fucking wonderful team one, but back in mm. the day, but it just didn't work. Didn't work, yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't work because it might, you know, if we're going to reduce it to really kind of basic analysis, which is all I'm capable of, is um they they didn't look they looked scared and the media were ready or waiting for them to fail and mm. the players were waiting to fail whereas Bellingham is seventeen he's not experienced that all he all he all he's experienced is playing for Birmingham everyone loves him getting signed by one of the biggest clubs in Europe and playing practically every minute that he's been available uh, Sancho one of the most sought after forwards in in European football. Harry Kane, despite winning nothing, is the best forward, or if not, only second to Lewandowski. You know, and then you've yeah, got Rashford, Foden, close. Grealish, and and then and you've got Calvin Phillips, who we haven't even talked about, who was that absolutely amazing, top draw. I, I, you know, I, I've dug out leads through 
this year and it was nothing to do with Leeds or any of their players uh, if they you know in a weird world where they listen to this and they take it personally like <laughs> fucking grow up you wankers but yeah. if but but Calvin Phillips was absolutely top draw and he was so much better and that run and anticipation to beat his man and then play it into Sterling for him to finish was world class was genuinely world class and I was surprised when he started I was surprised when Trippier started on the left hand side of the uh, you know the left back and I was surprised by uh, Mings's start but all three of them were were, were fantastic yeah I think I'm intrigued to see how that kind because I think I think there'll be games where you, he might not still he might not play that that way against other teams because they yeah. might he well, might be a bit more conservative and he's you know he's capable of doing that and you've got Henderson as well but in that game where you had a Croatian midfield that was you know a little bit leggy where you know they the sort of the basic amount of running that was needed to stop them was one thing but to to be a bit more adventurous and, and that's where the goal came from him being him going oh there's a bit of space there I'm going to go into that because I've got ridiculous stamina and that's like that's just a great weapon to have and I, I really liked him and Rice I think if you're going to play two in the midfield even if you think, say, like Chelsea, um, Kante and Jorginho, Jorginho's not really got the legs. He's just got. He's got to be kind of cute. Declan Rice and Phillips are like they could run all day. Like in that heat as well the other day, they were just like constant against a three in midfield. Really, they were playing against. Mm. So it's there's. I think energy is a big thing for us. I think we've got that. We've got that. You know, they're young. They're like we've got quick players. We've got dribblers. We've got players who are used to pressing and ready to press and happy to press. I think it's maybe it's no. I'm not gonna say it. What? But it's it's good. I don't. I can't what? say it yet. I need us to win. I need us to win a big knockout game, and then yeah, I'll we'll, say say the phrase. We're gonna have every every. We're gonna have every opportunity because we probably will win the group, and we will have to face all of those big teams. But you know what? We're a big team. They should fear us. Definitely. Definitely. They should fear us, and that, and that's the problem. Is that everybody's talking about? Oh, we don't want to finish. We don't want to win the group because. We have to face all of those teams. We've got to face France, Italy. We've got to face Portugal. Fuck them. Like, <laughs> let's win the group. Let's yeah. go for the jugular. Let's stamp on their heads. And let's win this fucking tournament. Like, forget. Like, don't fear anybody. Because the minute you... F- that mentality is the same mentality has got us chucked out of every competition that we've Absolutely. been in since 1966. Is fearing people. We, like... I'm not going to say, like, we're England. Like, it's... Like, go Brexit, fuck immigrants. It ain't that, right? But we're England. This is the home of football. It is coming home. Eventually, one day, it will come home. But what we need to do as a press, as a fan base, but fundamentally, as a player group, we need to believe that we're better than every single one of these. Because France footballers, the the French footballers, they don't walk into their training ground and greet their manager and thinking, there's Gareth Southway or whoever it is who manages France and goes, oh, yeah, well, it's good to be a part of it. It's good. Like, Belling- Bellingham isn't, isn't thinking, going, oh, well, I'm, I'm glad I'm here, I'm 17. He's going in, in, into this thinking, no, I want to make a difference. Um, totally. Grealish, Foden and Mount do not give a fuck about the history of what's happened in English football in the last 30 years. They're going out there because they have the exuberant skill and belief to actually make a difference. And, and, if, and if that's they, what... That's- that's why I'm always fighting against it. Is is that I've we've seen it, haven't we? We've seen them crump. We've seen gigantic, legendary footballers crumble because 
we would we were all we weren't proud of them we were there was too much pressure on them the media was was after them like that's why i'm really i'm really protective over like over them because it's just like anything so what so i think it was a someone's telling me about this um uh chat that james o'brien you know james o'brien from lbc of course yeah he had with this um this england fan who had uh who who booed at the uh, black lives matter thing right. and he said the guy goes i've spent i've followed england all around the country for decades probably spent about 60,000 pounds on them um and i'm not but i'm not going to go anymore because but uh, I, but i booed them last saturday and james <laughs> brown went so, so hang on let me just get this right <laughs> so he's like and i don't know you've heard this kind of thing before but like so you're telling me you spend th- tens of thousands of pounds of money following a team that you want to win and you're going to boo them <laughs> you're going to boo them full stop like it's just, i know it's such an obvious like thing but yeah. i'm just like what the fuck like how fucking stupid like be you know be self-serving in this the, the best way of being self-serving in this and getting the best out of that team is what happened in 2018 where everyone just was like why not why not and that's what we were fighting against before in 2016. And it almost had to get so bad that we, we you know, I think that was part of it, that everyone's a bit like, oh, come on now, this is getting out of hand. But also, you know, the the media um, management of, you know, Southgate and whoever's involved in that whole idea was huge in 2018. And now that it's kind of gone okay again, I can feel people creeping in with this, like this entitlement again, and it's just not going to help. Like you won't get what you want, which all we want is in our lifetime to to win one of these things. And imagine, imagine if we beat Spain, if we beat Portugal, Spain, Germany, and France, and won this thing. Yeah. And the only way that's going to happen is if they're feeling confident and not yeah, feeling and pressured. And, and and luckily, obviously, thank fuck, um, no players generally don't acknowledge or understand the way fans react and the mm. booing the knee and all that kind of stuff. Like fundamentally that you're not impacting them. They're going to do it because yeah. they believe it to be the right thing to do. And I believe it to be the right thing to do. And I think they should go further in fact, but mm. you know, fundamentally the fans and, and the way they feel, all they have to do is promote a general positive atmosphere that's sort of positive for the players to play in. And then inside the camp, much more important, is having a group of players that don't know failure. You know, Foden's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Foden has, has, um, you know, has done so well to get... It's done incredible. It's almost unfathomable, the fact that a Mm. local lad has broken through the regime at Man City with all the money they spend, and this kid is so good that he's got into that first team and become one of the starters, right? The first name on the team sheet. And now we have him to play. We've got Jack Grealish, who I, I think is, could be better than Foden, or at least comparable. Like, he's that good. If he was at Man City, people would be raving about him, and it wouldn't be wouldn't even be an, a question about whether or not he's starting. Then you've got Mount, Bellingham, like I said before. It's just, the, this is a young group of players. All they know is success and adulation. And it's that mentality and that, that sort of um, idea that they need to, or, or belief in themselves, that they need to take into every single game because it's that belief that will let them get that uh, and achieve in that moment on the pitch where they can just do something 
that almost every player that we've had play for England in the last 30 years couldn't do. And that's because they've just not been tainted by the bullshit around the national team. Mm. So that's it. That, yeah, people. Like, funny thing, sorry, because it just popped to me. You know, Peter, that's the other thing that winds me up. You know, people go, they better play with freedom. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you know, the problem is they don't play with freedom. Play with fr- guys, guys. Someone tell them play with freedom. Yeah, that's not. It's not. A, that's like an element of choice in it. But it's like we we really have a power. Like we, you know, that's part of like the campaign about this online hate and all that stuff. Like because it is clearly seeping through to people. Yeah, and um. So yeah, everyone's got an op- everyone can play a part, and I think that's a really good thing. And that's when you'll feel more part of it when you do play that part. Do you know yeah, what I mean? we know we know the general analysis when you're in a, in, inside a stadium uh, of what's going on the pitch, don't we? So generally, it's if you want your team to attack, you scream out forward, yeah, go, mm. move, and if you want to to to, to um, you know defend a free kick, you just scream out. It's you know away, that, that, yeah. and away. Mm. very simple very very, very simple. you know from the stands it's very very simple instructions why can't they fucking understand it I don't exactly. know um, alright yeah, hopefully a couple, couple more wins win the group we'll be fine Jim where, where, where will we what, what's a good a good Euros for England I'd I'd love I, I want a quarter final at least just because that means we will have beaten you know beaten a good side because we're definitely there's definitely a good side on the horizon, especially if we win our um, our group. So if we if we beat one of Portugal, Germany, or France in that second round, I think that's and then you play another great team and you get unlucky, then I can live with that. Like totally can live with that. But I would like to see us, you know, not just not. I would say that's not failure if we can get to the quarterfinals with the run that looks like we're going to have. I think so, the yeah. squad squad's so good that a good Euros will be a final or a semi final, and that's fair. That's if fair. we if we don't reach that, it's not a problem. Got a like, oh, <laughs> what, yeah, got what, fuck no, he's got to go. Hundred percent. Actually, can he survive? Yeah. Can he survive this tournament? One way or another, <laughs> can he? Can he? I don't know. But but you know, I'd be inclined to keep him and just like let's not like throw our toys out the pram let's not go mental like if we don't get to the semi-finals or finals then you know it's fine if we go out in the quarterfinals it's fine because this team and this squad is so good that we can't not achieve in the future but i think it's good enough to achieve now and i think yeah. that if we do this if we believe in ourselves and these young players just go and play and, and be everything they want to be and, and just fucking just grab onto this opportunity, then they could you know, write their names in history. And I yeah, think totally. they they could win it. They could. They could win it. The, the only the only way we can't win it is if we if our defence fouls us, and it didn't against Croatia. It mm. absolutely didn't. Tyro Mings, who, you know, no, yeah, not, okay. not that many people wanted him to start. He, he, he... You know, and do you know what else I noticed, Jim? Like looking across, you know, watching the game. Just we we got some units in there. Like Mings is massive, Stones is a big lad, Harry Kane's a lump up top, and then uh, in amongst all that, we have these sort of lovely, sort of technical, tricky players. And you know, Calvin Phillips is a, a you know big lad himself, but just he can play football. 
Declan Rice knows what he's doing, but he also has his size. I just feel like it's a perfect blend. I feel like we can fucking do it. I, do. I feel like football's coming home. I really do. Yeah, man. I, just, I think also the thing to remember is that don't expect your all of the players to play exactly like they do in the Premier League. Like you saw that with Phillips in a good way. Like he, he played differently. He normally just sits there for, for Leeds. But, we, you know, you've seen a different element to him. You know, Southgate spotted that he's got that stamina to play that box-to-box role. And he, he tried it out in the World Cup qualifiers before. And we were all like, what's going on here? The first time it didn't really work. Second game he did it and he, he sort of played a little bit further forward, which means he was just kind of getting used to it. And then in, in this game, he was brilliant. But like even things like... Because I feel like Kane... I think Kane probably needs to tweak the way he plays a little bit because, you know, him sort of dropping deep and doing all those bits and pieces, we've got too many of those guys. So yeah. I think he, you're not like there was a, there were these grumblings about him and his positioning. And I think uh, some of that was merited, but people talking about how many touches he had, like, I don't care. Like he's, he's our best striker. I think he just needs to sort of, I know it sounds so prehistoric, but he needs to kind of, he needs to concentrate on that because you've got, Foden and Mount and Sterling and Rashford and Grit, like we've all spoken about. So he can do that. So, yeah, I think that's the thing. Kind of pinch yourself with some of the roles that players play as well because they probably won't play exactly like they do for their Premier League team because yeah, it's just like, different. What we, you know, when you're a, you know, supporting your club, a player's performance is really important. Like If Kane doesn't play well for Spurs, it's really important because if he doesn't play well, Spurs are not playing well. If he's not scoring goals... We're going to struggle to score goals. But with England, in a mm. tournament game, it doesn't matter if Kane isn't performing well. If he's involved in a machine that, that affords Sterling a couple of opportunities that he could have scored, maybe at least two I, I felt like he could have scored, including the goal he did. Foden hit the post. You know, you've got other players around Kane who are, you know, has damaging in that final third. They, look, if Kane is a part of a system, or if Calvert Lewin is a part of that system, as long as we're creating chances, nothing else matters. This isn't about the individual here. It's not. It doesn't matter if Kane scores. You know, people are talking about oh, we want Kane to score to be the the golden boot to prove. It doesn't matter. All that matters is England's progression. All that's all that matters. And if if we're creating, I yeah, I agree, man. Mate, right. it's, uh, mate, it's exciting. It's so exciting. Isn't it? it? Is. Fuck. Yeah. Well, until uh, Scotland do us on Friday, and then we're like, "Fuck!" When's the Premier yeah. start? When's the Premier? He's start got again? to go tonight. <laughs> yeah. Get rid of him. He's boring. He's yeah. boring. All right, Jim. Uh, if anyone's listening to this who doesn't know, James has a YouTube. It doesn't matter. Like, do you know, it doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter about James's YouTube nice channel. Up. No, no, it's not that. It's just that you're more successful than I could ever be. That's not true. We're. Uh... We're both successful, incredibly so, and it's it's exhausting.
Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.